This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're a fan of Western movies, well, you're in for a treat. Wherever this dollar ball goes, he leaves a trail of bodies behind. Men, women, cheering. It could be you or our kids next. If I don't stop him, I will have blood on my hands. You understand, That's a scene from the new movie Corsicana. It follows the life of Bass Reeves, a former slave turned deputy U.S. marshal who tracks an outlaw gang of killers to the oil-rich town of Corsicana, Texas. Reeves was a trailblazer who made more than 3,000 felony arrests. And actor Isaiah Washington helps bring Reeves' story to life, both in front and behind the camera. He plays the leading role and for the first time in his career serves as the film's director. He joins us now. Isaiah, welcome to Reset. Mm, thank you, Sasha. So good to have you here. As I said, this is your directorial debut. Yes, that's what it's often called. I, I often Congrats. call it uh, 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 an anointing from the heavens, really. <laughs> What's that like to put on the director hat? I didn't go there. Uh, to Corsicana, Texas, to direct a film. I went there to have a conversation in person on how we can change the script significantly. So I could say yes. I did something ah. that I've never done in the history of my career. So I actually took 50% of my fee, which was pretty nominal. But I was more uh, interested in telling the story as accurately as possible once I did a deep dive in the Bass Reeves character. I read the original script uh, page, and I knew then that this is not going to work out for what I had discovered in terms of Bass Reeves fan base. Mm-hmm. So I was really went there to really warn them and say that you're probably going to hurt yourselves. Ooh, you got to tell me more because, I mean, the, this film, Corsicana, it tells Reeves' story. He was born a slave. He later became the first black deputy mm-hmm. U.S. marshal, as I mentioned. Had you heard of him before this Never. script was put in front of you? Never. And, and none of that was in the movie. I put. I wrote all that. So you saw the script. You did. I never. Some, I, you I did saw some the research. I saw the script at two a.m. after I agreed to direct the film. Yeah. They fired the director, or he left on the creative differences, um, because he. I think he suspected that I was going to leave because the script that they had just didn't have Bass. He was just a minor character. It's oh, kind of like having Muhammad Ali in a John Wick movie. Ah, gotcha. And I said, you can make that movie. I, you're just not going to make it with me. So, yeah, so yeah. this is a fictionalized account yeah, well, of Reeves' well, the life. Thing, the thing that triggered me, in, my interest was that I, once I agreed to direct it and they said, yes, let's do it because I had a better vision for it. Yeah. Obviously, I had 22 days of research. They didn't know how important Bass Reeves was. So I sold them on that. And luckily, they agreed with me and trust me with that. But I thought it was very important also yeah. to also engage the story of the importance of Corsicana because me growing up in Texas, I didn't know that Corsicana was the, the, the launch point or the launch pad yeah. for the successful oil boom, which ultimately became ExxonMobil. Right, right. I didn't know that, so I thought so, that was very, very interesting. So tell me, when you when you then decide to wear the director hat, yeah. after all of these revisions and all of the things that right. had to take place, yeah. how do you approach then telling the story of a person that hasn't been talked about or taught much? Yeah. Where do you start? <sighs> well, I love history, one. And um, I did matriculate. I did go to school. <laughs> 
And I just fell back on my organizational skills. And I fell back on what I had learned over decades and decades of just researching my own ancestry. And then I just relied on God. I really did. I, I was re- rewriting the script at lunch. Uh, I probably got maybe 48 hours sleep in 21 days mm. total. I was obsessed with telling the truth and protecting this woman, Amber McNutt's investment. You know, was, she is the uh, wonderful wife of Bob McNutt, uh, who's the sole investor of this film, uh, who have a 100-year-old uh, inheritance fruitcake business across the Canada. Okay. And they had lost quite a bit of money for being um, taken advantage of. Out of the people out of New York, actually. So I understand what it means to lose. So knowing her story, her backstory, what they were trying to do with the brand, I had two responsibilities. One, to introduce two brands that the world, the average person, didn't know, knew nothing about. But I felt that if I could stick to the narrative and, and the storytelling, just of this, this interesting man himself, it would it would it will take on a form yeah. on, on its own, and I and I think that it did early on in the film. Yeah. Right, we see this gang of you know notorious yeah. killers. They they're terrorizing their next victims. Right, this family. Right, Reeves. We see then decides I'm going to go after them. Right, yes. so yes. he goes on as we know in the story to become one of the most prolific law enforcement officers. Talk to us more about. Bass Reeves, for those who aren't aware, and his accomplishments, right? What was that thing that made you say, this man's story has to be more than just a minor character? He has to be the lead. It has to be about him. A hundred percent. I was I was just floored that I, I knew nothing about him. That most Westerns, would have, man with a thick mustache and a big hat and a sharpshooter, it was Bass Reeves. It just didn't look like him, right? Even the Long Ranger. I even believe with my research, the timeline, Sherlock Holmes was inspired by this man. And I was just livid. I was like, how do I not know who this man is? And yeah. more importantly, he wasn't assassinated. Right. For being who he was. And he helped at the federal level create what we now know the state of Oklahoma. You were born and raised in Houston. That's right. Was being part of a Western film at all on your bingo card, was this a goal of yours? I rodeoed. I uh, was part of FFA. I love being in the dirt. My wife said that you're not, you're not working. You're playing in the dirt with the horses. That's not work <laughs> for you. And I've always jokingly said to my wife of 26 years is that I'd rather kiss a horse than a woman. I know that sounds, what? I know that sounds strange and not misogynistic. It's what I meant is it's very difficult because I've been married is to do love scenes. So I never, with, with a daughter, I never want to have to explain to my kids because they don't really understand as children. Like, why are you kissing a strange woman? You know, so I always avoided it in my yeah. career. Uh, and probably to a detriment because people saw me then 20 years ago as a leading man or as all this whatever, or I dare say sex symbol. And I never I was interested in that. I was interested in playing cowboy. So here we co- go, like, wow. What I mean is I do, it's not work for me. I really love, I'm an outdoorsman. Yeah. I've completely come out of the closet as a Texan, and I'm okay with it, and I'm comfortable with it. But I'm also world-traveled as well. But I really have a, a huge respect for rural people that come from, um, you know, meager means, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I champion those. Those are more my my heroes and heroines. So I, I, I just have a fondness for always trying to tell the stories of people who— um, overcame extraordinarily challenges. I have my own script, actually. 
of batteries that I'm talking to for a whole series. So, yes, yeah. uh, tell us more about that because I, I know that um, I, I know this is part or the first part of a trio of projects on Bass Reeves. Uh, well, um, David Oello and Taylor Sheridan are are they have sixty million dollars to tell six hours. There's a Paramount Plus project. That yeah, Paramount Plus, in, and, I, I, and I, Amazon's doing something else. I hear they've been trying to do it for a long time. I tried to collaborate with them, and they have their own vision. Laura McCreary and Morgan Freeman is a little older now, but I hope they get it done. You know, the beautiful thing about uh, Chicago is R.T. Burton here is here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he mentored me. I was like, very influential in the script that I have that he has sanctioned and said it's the best script he's seen and read about Bastries in 30 years. But uh, he chose to collaborate with David Owello and Taylor Sheridan, uh, and I applaud him on that. I think that, you know, with all the Westerns, I believe that every Western that was ever made it was because it was inspired by Bastries. So we're already about 3,000 movies behind. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I'm of the thought, the mindset that as many stories, full stories as possible, um, that could be told about Bass Reeves. You know, I don't want to stop. I'm spending the rest of my life playing Bass Reeves. Mm-hmm. I know that much. How can the world not know who Bass Reeves was and what he stood for? This is Reese Adam, Sasha Ann Simons, and we are speaking with actor and director Isaiah Washington about his new film and directorial debut, Corsicana. The film tells the story of Bass Reeves, who was the first black deputy U.S. Marshal west of the Mississippi River. So... We jumped into casting a little bit. I want to talk more about this group that you worked with. Thomas Q. Jones, as you mentioned, Lou Temple, Major uh, Dodge, yeah. Stacy Dash, who yeah. I haven't seen in forever. Um, you know, what was it like working with this particular group? I, I, again. And why um, them? Were they your choice or how did I, that work? Well, Lou Temple had already been cast. Um, Major Dodge had already been cast. The writer and also... So he's the current uh, chief of police of Corsicana, <laughs> uh, Robert Johnson, who wrote and I co-wrote because uh, I pushed in much of the narrative of Black, uh, Bass Reeves in there. Yes. He's a fantastic writer. The story is by him. They had already been cast and were, 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 they were ready to go. Amber McNutt, uh, she's also an actress in it and also the executive producer and sole investor. Uh, her children are all in it. Matthew Stills, who played a young Confederate soldier, California. Hank Slaughter, who plays California, is actually in Chicago. I think he just lands today. Oh, really? California's in town. Uh, he, I hired him. He was a stuntman that was supposed to be draw, drawn and quartered, pulled apart four different directions. But I said, this, first of all, it's too violent. I'm not going to shoot that. It ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I wrote California for him. Wow. So he's a stuntman and actor. In fact, he's, I don't want to tell the movie, but he's probably the first actor that gets to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> because he does the stunt. And Very I tell interesting. Him, he does the stunt of a, of a person that gets Killed in the movie, rightfully so. Yeah. Um, so he plays both roles. <laughs> well, you, and it, you, you mentioned a moment ago Robert Johnson, who's um, uh, Corsicana police chief. A real police chief. A real police chief and also wrote and wrote co-wrote this, this, this story. story. Yeah. He yeah. also said once that, you know, Bass Reeves was far ahead of his time. 100%. Sounds like you agree. Uh, a thousand percent. A yeah. thousand percent. A genius, actually. So above all else, what do you want viewers to take away from this film? Empowerment. Empowerment. Um, this is the first film in a long time that I think is as authentic as it could be. Uh, that is true to the narrative of who this human being was and the times. I went out of my way to imply 
the violence as much as possible, very Hitchcockian. Yeah. Uh, long, still, slow shots, very Terrence Malick. I noticed Akira that. Akira Kurosawa. I wanted your imagination to be worse than what I'm showing you. I wanted to paint the picture pretty much like Francois Truffaut. Um, so you can... Like, it's not gruesome. It's no, not... But there, people there tell me... There aren't moments where you're like, <gasps> yeah, i got to cover my eyes. Right, people go, oh, the movie was so violent, I need a drink. I'm like, I didn't steal you anything. <laughs> what are you talking about? At it's all. Just, it's just like Rafifi. It's like, I, sh- I put it behind the door jam. You didn't see anything. No, you did, did, you did this and you did that. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> you didn't. But what I wanted to, you know, explore is that we've been so desensitized with actual violence on social media that we don't take it seriously anymore. So I wanted your imagination to force you to take it seriously. Yeah. By not showing you the gratuitous violence. I, I Every day with my uh, Josh Shreve, my DP, I said, we're going to deprive the audience of violence. He said, don't you want to shoot this? Don't you want the... No. Aftermath, aftermath, aftermath. I want to be like a book. I want them to think they saw it mm-hmm. and then let them deal with how their imagination, that's your issue, not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, I could talk to you forever because your career, it spans decades. It goes across TV and film, um, roles that will forever stick with me. As I mentioned, Love Jones, Loved You and Romeo Must Die, too, right? You recently hosted a cooking show, Kitchen Talk. Where did you find that? <laughs> That's on Fox. Listen. <laughs> I still love Fox Nation. <laughs> I get around. <laughs> hey. But I'm curious. Are you a good cook? I, I think I'm a stellar cook. Yeah. Really? Where'd you learn? <laughs> oh, I could cook some rundown shrimp right there, straight out of Jamaica right oh, now. Yeah? Of course. <laughs> I could have the cocoa milk. Come on, give me some scotch bonnets. I could cook it up right now. <laughs> I'm good. What's your favorite thing to cook? Oh, my God. That's a tough question. Uh, my steaks. Steaks. Just mm. simple sea salt, black pepper, and my technique that I use from flipping it and doing what I do. Nice. Yeah. Love it. And, you know, uh, I'm pretty good with, uh, I love playing with uh, organic rices, ground rices, uh, different grains, but basmati rice is my favorite. Mine too. Yeah. Mine too, yeah. yeah. But we're we're rice eaters. <laughs> I'm I'm very Geechee. I'm, my original people come out of West Africa, the Mindy people. Yes. And like I said, I spend a lot of time in the grill, so I can eat rice right now. Ginger and rice. Same. (laughs) And just live off of that. You mentioned earlier, Isaiah, uh, you know, you talked about social media and just how desensitized we've become. You call yourself Mr. Disruptor. What will this film disrupt? (laughs) Well, yeah, I like when people do research. You see the shock on my face? I am a disruptor. And I think it's important that the most important thing about this movie is that I've done it outside of the Hollywood system. You know, my publicist says something to me that I posted on my Instagram. She says, it don't take, it don't take much money to tell the truth. But it takes a whole lot of money to tell a lie. Hmm. And what Corsicana does, it tells a lot of truth with not even an eighth of a budget of some of our most biggest films from the biggest manufacturers of storytellers that even have our melanated people in them that people walk out on to boycott because it was a lie. They looked at us and said, this is impossible. This is a lie. Why are our people, why are black people so disappointed in the last few films that starred black people? Whereas my film has been out bouncing along across Mm -hmm. the nation of various audiences. No one's boycotting Corsicana. No one who's seen it is saying anything bad about it. And imagine in Chicago, 
if all the young men that decided to see Bass Reeves be so inspired by him that they want to become just like him, imagine 10,000 young men out of Chicago that decide they want to become federal agents and come back home to yeah. defend their communities. That's pretty powerful. That's what I feel about Corsica. So when I ask you what's next, what would you say? Because you, you said that you're probably going to play this role for the, for the rest <laughs> of your career. Yeah, I don't want to do anything else. I've done, an, I've done some, I've had a great time. I mean, More directing maybe? 100%. 100%. And I have one other project that I can't talk that may possibly end up on BT, BT Plus. But anyway, <laughs> it's really strong. We'll play an investigator uh, with a daughter. Okay. Uh, that's all I'm going to say, but that's very powerful. An investigator with a daughter. We will have Who's to my partner. Wait and see. Uh, as, uh, <laughs> she's an investigator as well. Uh, so I'm super excited to get ahead of myself, but that may be another thing. But I want to go out with two shows. That particular show uh, that now I don't have to s- struggle to get to theaters because local theaters are struggling. They just want to sell their popcorn and get booties in a seat to keep their doors open because streaming is really king. It, it really is. Yeah. People like it or not, I'm sorry, but people, because of COVID, people discovered that they rather sit home and pop their own popcorn. So the next time I do whatever I'm doing, I'm going to already have a streaming platform in place so because the biggest criticism I've gotten from the Lou Temple fans and Noel G fans and the Thomas Q fans in the movie and my fans is where can I see Corsicana? Yes. You know, my money's funny this week. I, I don't have $14 right now. I don't take a date. I don't have $30 plus the popcorn. I don't have $50, you know, 32 degree, you know, weather to go support you. But if you do, you won't regret it because history is certainly going to be made this Wednesday. That's for sure. So for those who are sitting in an audience uh, at the icon, whomever they may, God bless you for being there. And whoever shows up at the Chatham theater for the rest of the year, God bless you for getting there. You will be very much a part of a historical situation for the rest of time, for sure. Because no one has done it like this since Oscar Michelle and William Foster in 1910 and 1920. That is actor and director Isaiah Washington. Check out Corsicana. Wonderful film, Isaiah. Thank you so much for for joining us here in studio. Well, thank you for having me, Sasha.